Welcome back, everybody, to an all-new episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. Last week was crazy. Last week was nuts. There was there was touring, there was traveling, there was all kinds of stuff. We're gonna get you caught up on everything. We got the gimlet here. Later on, we got we got uh, Paul is gonna be doing what's on the web. It's gonna be a traditional show. There's just so much going on. Here's some things that I know uh, I have on my checklist. We gotta talk about the whole Nicki Minaj thing. We gotta talk about her 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 cousins fiance's big balls we're going to be talking about uh the southern border we're going to be talking about afghanistan and the drone strike and the new spending they're talking about doing and this hilarious hilarious fbi uh capital protest we got to talk about aoc's dress we got to talk about general milley we got to talk about the fbi and the gymnast we got to talk about durham oh my lord that's what's on my list so, of course, we're going to do this in a couple segments, as we always do, and, and then there'll be What's on the Web with Paul, and then we'll go over to Patreon. We're Oh, my goodness. We're going to be talking about some stuff at the America First Warehouse. Those guys are insanely great. And we're going to be talking with Paul about this new sketch comedy project I'm doing called That Show Tonight, which we're going to have some more footage from that for you guys on Tuesday. So it's a big show. It's a big, big show this week. A supersized show. Gimlet, how you doing? How you feeling today? I'm doing fine. It's kind of a cloudy, icky, kind of day, but other than that, yeah. Well, what's, you heard my rundown (laughs) and I'm going, I'm ready to go in like no particular order. I mean, the, the Nicki Minaj thing is probably just because it's this, the swollen text testicles and the big balls, that's probably the the low hanging fruit. Well, I mean, if she'd come up with maybe a different symptom, do you know what I mean? But uh, I think know, because it, like the funniest thing I heard all week was the health minister from Trinidad <laughs> trying to explain that there were no such cases in the country. That's hilarious. Oh my That's- god. I was crying when I when I listened to it. He's like trying to get around the whole thing. So I mean, basically, Nicki Minaj throws out this tweet on Twitter. She forced Anthony Fauci to come out. She forced the FDA to come out. She forces the health minister in Trinidad to come out. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> It's okay. So, so with with the tweet, in case you guys haven't been paying that closely of attention, so uh, it's it's something like Nicki Minaj is like, hey, you guys, do your research, make up your own mind about the vaccine. My my cousin, uh, her fiance, got the vaccine, and he had these this side effect, and his 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 balls are swollen up now. Now the wedding is postponed and might be off. So so do your research before you get the vaccine. Now, I guess, and this is me just like, I've been around for a while. And uh-huh. I I enjoy the sex. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy the sex. And I've had friends that have had uh, 
had STDs, right? A, a buddy of mine used to get chlamydia like crazy. It was like, dude, dude, what's your problem? But like, I don't, everyone on Twitter is like, hey, your uh, your cousin in Trinidad, her fiance has an STD. I've, I've, what STD is that that makes your balls? I've never heard of I, like an STD that I, makes your balls swell up. I have no idea. I just call it ball gate. I, I don't know what else to do. Um, like as a nurse, I, I, I have no idea what that would be. Exactly. Now, uh, here's the, here's the weird now, thing. Now, there's parasites that can do that. Oof. Oof. I had a buddy of mine. He had a, uh, uh, what was, what did ha- he had something and he had like, he had a medical procedure done and then he had an infection and he had mm-hmm. his, his nards swole up and that is zero fun. However, I, well, I'm going to say this. There's a, uh, there's a, a pitcher. I forget for what baseball team. I want to say the Phillies or something, but he said that he got the shot and he had crazy swelling in his elbow and he's blaming, he's blaming the vax for a, like a, he, he got, oh, that, he got yeah, shelled. Like, like, yeah, like, uh, he said he had like gout like symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And so, they, he got, he got shellacked for that. Oh, that's just an injury you didn't know about. Yeah. I'm going, these guys that play baseball, they're basically training continuously from, from like February to October. They have some of the best trainers, physical therapists, and orthopedic surgeons in the world taking care of them. Yeah. If you really think he had an undiagnosed gout like thing in his elbow, I mean, your elbow isn't any anything where it isn't even a place that gout happens. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So here's my message to Nicki Minaj's cousin's boyfriend. Dude, stick with your story. You gotta you've got just enough plausible deniability where you could go no no this is not an std i got it from from the vax however the the even bigger story in all this is the way everybody went after Nicki minaj and the censorship and the way they treated her and how it's morphed into Nicki Minaj uh, publicly declaring, hey, you can't tell me I can't be a, uh, I can't have an honest conversation with a uh, a Republican. That is what we're talking about. Now we're on to something. Because, like, I'm going to tell you right now, I like, I'm not, I'm not in Camp Nicki Minaj. I really am not. I can't, there's something, and I've, I've held off on tweeting about it because I don't want to take away from the, the the wonderful thing that's happening, but I'll do it here. I'll do it here. Fuck it. <laughs> it's like, don't forget, when that chick was a stripper, uh, she would take dudes back to the hotel room, drug them, steal their money, and leave them there to maybe die. You know, who knows? You, you, so, I thought that was Cardi B. Oh, that was Cardi B. Yeah. That was, see, now I'm super glad. No, I'm super <laughs> glad I didn't <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't a- think that's a good idea either, but I don't think that's the rap singer you're looking for. That's hilarious. <laughs> this is not the rap singer you're looking for. No, that was Cardi B. Once upon a time, 
<laughs> Somebody replaced the special effects in Star Wars with Cardi B's. And it is one of the funniest things. I should post that again at the website. So good. Oh, my gosh. I would feel like such a jerk. Thank I'm God so I didn't tweet that. didn't tweet that. Yeah. Yeah. So Nicki yeah. Minaj is finding out what it's like to have to be in the firestorm, to be. And, and you guys, like what she did, what she said was pretty innocuous. There wasn't a whole lot of it wasn't mean spirited. And it was like that it boils down to. Uh, a friend of a friend had something happen. They think it's the vaccine. So uh, be careful and make your own decision. That's what it boils down to. And evidently that's heresy now. That's complete and total heresy. You're not allowed to do that. How dare she? How dare she? Well, after Twitter locked her account for like going after Joy Reid hard, right? Yeah. Um, I can't like repeat the tweet. But it, she, like, smacked that lunatic around like you would not believe. So after they locked her account for that, she went on to Instagram. Have you heard her Instagram post? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's basically saying, you know, as a musician, I traveled to China. And we were told you're not allowed to see things critical of the, you know, the leaders there. You're not allowed to do that. And. Me and my band, we were like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is a different country. This is their thing. Thank God it's not like that at home. But now it is. It's wonderful to, to watch someone just stumble into it. And that is the wonderful, wonderful side effect. It's when you tell somebody it's this is this is the to me what's wonderful. When you tell somebody and it's, it's the problem that I think libertarians, small government conservatives really have. You go, well, the, the news is it all leans to the left and the media is biased and already they're like, OK, whatever. And you're like, and Google uh, changes the search results and social media dials down your post. And they're like, OK, wackadoodle, see you later, loser. And it's you're always kind of up against that. You're always kind of up against that. And when someone with uh, a lot of fame and a huge social media footprint stumbles into it just like Nicki Minaj did. And you get that kind of whiplash smackdown that she got. It's it's nothing could nothing could make our our, our case better. And now we can just do now there's a shorthand. Look what they did to Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and then we're done. They did we're it. done. Nikki, come over here. We like individuals and we have cookies. <laughs> it's 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 great. I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey Kanye, why don't you do a listening party over here? Hey Nicki Minaj, I'll take it's 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 fun to watch it happen. It's fun to watch it happen. So uh boy am I glad I didn't tweet that. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't like to correct you like while we're podcasting. It, no, it's no, it's fine. That's like that's called dot. There must have been something. There, I must have had some memory of reality when I when I didn't tweet it. <laughs> but all right, so shame on you, Cardi B. Shame on you, uh, uh, whatever. Okay, so. Uh, Let's, I, I don't, what's, what's, what's more fun here? What's more fun? Oh, I don't want to. The, the, the rally yesterday, dude, I was dying all day. Okay. Okay. 
let's do, we'll go there. We'll go there because I'm like Afghanistan, the drone strike, the border. That's all. That's that's going to be a challenge to find the, the the funny in that. But let's let's go with this capital this capital protest for now. What was the name? The, did the protest have a name? Justice for January 6th. So basically, you can read reporting by Julie Kelly over at American Greatness. She's been really good with this stuff. We've got a lot of people on pretty minor charges being held um, without bail pending yeah. their trials, and their trials keep getting delayed. And we're hearing some pretty terrible stories about what's being done to them inside, um, getting beat up by guards and other things. So we do have a big problem there. I just don't think marching on the Capitol is the right way to address our issues at this point. We have other mechanisms to place pressure on our elected officials to do something. So I'm working with Julie right now to figure out what some of those things might be. Yeah, I listen, I'm down with marches. I'm down with protests and all of it and all of it and all of it. And I really want to support these poor sons of bitches who are in jail just languishing away they can't get out on bail they there's no bond there's nothing and because they were there because they were there and wandering around in the hallways and and like okay so 110 percent support for those guys i want to jump in i want to do something to help them and raise awareness that's mm -hmm. one thing but the and this is what i love this is what I love about like picking sides, right? Because <laughs> like, obviously, I'm on the conservative small government side of thing, and everybody on Twitter for the longest time was like, "You guys stay away from this. This is a this is a, an FBI setup. Mm -hmm. Just like this is a setup. That, that whole Gretchen Whitmer, we're gonna kidnap her. Yeah. It was all. A bunch of FBI agents talking to themselves and trying to entrap people, and it was just horrible. And that's what this was. And uh, I'm so glad nothing happened. I'm so glad that the the only but, altercation oh. was when they surrounded that one guy, and he's like, like "Got a cop!" And they're like, "Are you undercover?" He's like, "I am." <laughs> Not anymore. Ah. Oh. And then the picture of all the FBI agents standing around, that was awesome. Oh, I cried this morning. Somebody dropped me a picture and that it's those FBI guys in their jorts. Yeah. <laughs> it says Abercrombie and Snitch. Yeah. There's I, just, I hadn't had coffee and I just saw that and I started laughing. I'm like, that's so perfect. <laughs> Well, I, you know what, here's, here's that it's a very, there's so many great memes and I tell you what, there's uh cranky Gordon, cranky Gordon does these meme roundups at the loftusparty.com. Yep. He did a bunch of, of, of the AOC and her tax, the rich dress. And I think he's working to working to do one of like all the best memes of the, uh, the FBI guys standing around. It's hopefully you guys have seen it. It's like five dudes. They're all wearing the same style of shorts. They're all wearing the same style of uh, short sleeve shirt. 
They're all wearing the same Ray-Bans. They're all wearing the same tactical watch. They all have the same lump in their pocket, which is <laughs> their badge and their gun. It show, here's, what it, here's what it does to me. It, it shows such a disrespect. Such a disrespect. There's FBI dudes that go undercover and they get into like biker gangs and they get into like, you know, meth dealers and they really try. They mm -hmm. really try. They get tattoos. They beat people up. They are committed to the role. These these guys, they weren't even trying. It's like, what <laughs> do they think? Do they really think that like, oh, you know what? You know what a a, a, a MAGA terrorist is going to want? He's going to want to hang out with us because we're wearing our our polo shirts and our Ray-Ban sunglasses. We look like total MAGA. It's like, at least, try, at least try to look like a terrorist. If you're saying that the people on the right are terrorists and we do terrorist stuff, could you at least please take the $50 out of petty cash and buy a costume? I... I yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. All I know is this, right? Yes. I'm well, looking at all the media. There was no media on the right pushing this thing. Absolutely none. Right. Like I wasn't even aware of it until a couple days before that this thing was going on. And I'm like, what are they even talking about? Right? Yeah. And then yeah. yesterday morning, I go to the Justice for J6 hashtag. It was just liberals, like, daring us to come. They want something awful to happen so badly. need it yes. to happen. And that's what I keep telling people. They need another January 6th. Because what everybody's figuring out at this point is whatever happened on January 6th wasn't straight up. Not an easy path to get there. There's as much fault on the side of the people in charge for not securing it better. You know what I mean? Like th this is this is not a clear cut path to these people are terrorists and insurrectionists. It's it's just not. And now you have the first arrest in the Durham report. Yeah, this stuff is coming out about Millie calling China. Like, if you want to know who is acting in tyrannical ways that are trying to take away the decisions about American policy from the actual voters, those are the people you need to look at, not the dude in the in the horn hat. Yes. And you 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 raise a really, really, really good point. And it's like with with the January 6th insurrection. Which which uh, I'm calling it insurrection jokily. That's that's I'm, I'm uh, I should have let my sarcasm drip a little bit harder. Uh, I've seen the videos of the cops letting people in. I've seen the videos of the uh, the QAnon shaman guy talking to the people like in the rotunda, like, hey, no, we're here to make sure everything doesn't get messed up. We're going to be polite. We're going to be respectful. I've seen it. I've seen the cops talking to people. I've seen cops moving barricades. I've also seen the other stuff where people are pushing back and yada, yada, yada. So there's enough going around. The, the motto of the left, one of their mottos is never let a crisis go to waste. Mm -hmm. And so there's a huge benefit for them to creating a crisis, creating 
another event, something to go see. We told you the greatest threat to our democracy are these freedom-loving, liberty-loving, constitution-reading. That's what they, they, they desperately, 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 desperately want something to happen. And that's why you and I were like so pleased that nothing did happen, which cements this. And I'm so glad this is happening right now. This is the perfect thing. Here's the way out. This has been driving me not crazy, but I've been thinking about a lot, thinking about a lot. Thinking about, it's all about civil disobedience now. It, you, you have to. You have to. The, we're, we're running out of rope here. Someone's going to get frustrated and do something. That's my big fear. Someone yep. is going to get frustrated and they're going to pop off and that's no good. So if you're listening to this show, you're listening to the Gimlet and myself, if you know somebody who you think, ooh, they might be blah, 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 blah. Ooh, talk them, talk to them, let them know that like, there's there's no pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. Popping off and doing something, no, no. It's civil disobedience. Don't wear your mask. Go in, sit down, don't wear your mask. When they ask you for your vaccine passport, say no. If you're working somewhere, and they're like, you have to get the vaccine or we're going to let you go. Make them fire you. Make them fire you. Let the lawsuits fall from the sky. And when somebody comes after you and boy, howdy, they will. They'll try to kick you out of a restaurant. Get out your cell phone and tape it. And that's what it's going to be. We got to go full on civil disobedience. I went for it yesterday. I was buying, I was buying a, a, a new outfit. I'm going to be on the, the Candace Owens show. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to dress up for Candace. I'm going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to give Candace the love that I'm going to withhold from Greg Gutfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask you. I'm like, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, so I, I went to this, uh, I went to a, a store here, you know, locally, and they got the sign outside. Oh, there's a new mandate, new mandate. You have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask. And I just didn't even hesitate. Just rolled right in. Had my cell phone ready to go. Let's have at it. And I got a girl came over to help me. And she had she had the mask like below her nose. Like she was just doing yeah. it for show anyway. She was one of those. No one said a peep. No one said a word. The girl was so insanely helpful and got me a bigger discount because ba 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 ba. But it was a it was a lovely time. But the message today and and from from here on out, it's civil disobedience. That's what we're gonna do. Civil disobedience. Nobody. Violence is not going to be the solution. If something violent happens, that's going to take us down a, a really, really dangerous path. So we got it figured out. Okay, that was a that was a wonderful segment. We got uh, we got some more stuff coming up. We got to talk about what's going on at the southern border. We got to talk about uh, AOC and her dress uh, and General Milly Vanilli and more about the FBI and this whole gymnastic thing. Oh my gosh, Afghan drone strike, southern border, blah, blah. Stick around, everybody. We got so much more show. And I'm thrilled that you're here. I'll see you in a bit.
not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad. Real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So we're back. So we're back. I, I feel like I'm remiss. I want to thank everybody who came out to the shows. That was a, it was a crazy week. It was a wild week. It was a fun week. I can't wait to do more. But holy guacamole, it was a, uh, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. It was a, you know, Los Angeles one night. Then flying and going to Dallas and then the Dallas show and then doing the this and the that and then going to Houston and bing, bang, bomb and then down to San Antonio. Bing, bang bang. Some very cool people. I loved meeting all of you. So much fun. We got to do more. We got to do more. We got to do more. And next time I'm going to I'm going to bring the T-shirts with and it's going to be it. Whatever. It was great. It was one of it's my favorite thing. I love doing stand up. I love doing stand up. So that was a that was a huge, huge amount of fun. And then uh, I'm going to keep plugging this one too. go to uh, that show tonight dot com, the new sketch comedy show. And then make sure you watch the the Daily Wire. I'm going to be on Candace Owens. I think I know we're taping it on Monday. I want to say it comes out on Wednesday, but it might come out on Tuesday. What do I know? What I do I know? Tuesday. I think it's I, Tuesday. I, I confused Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. I uh, Beautifully, uh, by the way. It was epically. It was epically done. That was a big one. Okay. So, um, holy crap. So much fun. We got What's on the Web with Paul coming up later. So, it's tough here. It's tough. Picking the next subject, the, the the southern border, that whole thing with, I guess we'll touch on it. We'll touch on it because it drives me crazy. I don't know what the Texas, I don't know what Governor Abbott has done down there. I don't know what kind of people he's activated, but we've got tens. I, I think it's up to 15,000 they're estimating that have crossed into Texas, across the river, it's just a giant it's a it's an ocean of people and then the Biden administration shuts down all drone flights cuz they don't want the footage but then of course somebody in Texas says hey you can use our helicopter so we're still getting images from it but that to me oh i i get so angry 
and I and I don't want to rail on people on the right, but I, I will for a second. Not rail, but like Ted Cruz, dude, he's out there making these videos. He's out there, you know. If you look behind me, you will see this is a Biden border crisis. There, this is the the Biden administration's border crisis. They need to own this. And like you're 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 pimping a hashtag, dude. And what I need you to do is pick up a gun and fire some warning shots and get a construction crew in there to build a wall. I need you to get an army of people down there to start arresting. I'm so flipping tired of these conservatives going. I've been to the border. I tried. I made a video. Dude, it's time to do something. And this goes across the board with the GOP. Oh, I don't want to I don't want to have a soapbox moment here, Gimlet. Well, but I can like, give you some good news. Bring it. Governor Abbott has ordered like the entirety of the Department of Public Safety in Texas and they have built a barrier of cars at the edge of the river. Yeah. So people can't pass. And I believe about a week ago, he authorized a billion dollars or two to start building the wall again. We got it. More, more. Oh, no, I know we need Uh, more, but at least something is being done. So it's not nothing. Well, that's it's too funny because I'm down in Texas doing stand up. And this is before this whole thing happened. I'm like Mm -hmm. and I was talking to the crowds and I'm like, can Abbott do something? Can we do something? Do you guys have any buddies we could call up? And we'll just go down there and have a little camp out like it's at that level. It's going to be the people that are doing it. We got to push. We got to push the GOP. We got to push the people that actually and reward the people that actually uh, do stuff and hold Mm -hmm. the line. And because there is there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. We we made fun of the FBI, which we should, because that what an absolute joke that the the time and energy and effort they they spend to like try to convince some people to oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna kidnap the the governor of Michigan and trying to convince oh yeah we're gonna meet at the Capitol steps but it's gonna go crazy come on you guys come on my fellow MAGA heads meanwhile I saw those the 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 gymnasts I was up early one morning getting ready to hop in the car and and like drive to Houston and I see these girls. These gymnasts that have been abused by the the team doctor and they've been reaching out to the FBI and reaching out to the FBI and begging for help. And boy, crickets, crickets. And then the dude who was in charge of it, this is this is according to one report I watched, the 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 big wig at the FBI, he's just recently retired. So he's not going to be held accountable. But he was like the point guy for all this. And that dude had applied for a job with the Olympic Committee. Like he wanted to be. uh, It's I'm not laughing at what happened to the girls, but it's just it's beyond inept. We need to we need a we need a complete and total do over with all of these big agencies. Like I'm ready to I'm ready to bring the FBI to its knees and just start over. Let's just start over and the same thing with the uh, uh, Department of Energy and the Department of Education. Rip it apart, rip it apart, and start over. They have lost 
the plot. They've lost the plot. You, no one, the Department of Education is, that's about the teachers union. That's it. It's the, it's not the Department of Education. It's the, part, the Department of Teachers. It's the Department of the bureaucracy of the educational system. That's what it is. They have no, they, it's not about kids or, or learning or academics at all. It's a complete and total joke. And it's just a mountain of bureaucracy. Tear it all down. Tear down that. Tear down the Department of Energy. Tear it all down. Tear it all down. Are you feeling me, Gimlet? I am. I just, it is a very, I mean, I think back in the day, right? Liberals were very skeptical, skeptical, skeptical. Oh my gosh. Took three times. It's funny. You You said it correct. You said it correctly like three times in a row. You're like, I'll do a reenactment. Back in the oh, day, man. the liberals the day, were very, uh, here, this is my dramatic skeptical. reenactment of you. This is my dramatic reenactment of you thinking you said it wrong, but actually saying it right. Back in the day, <laughs> liberals were very skeptical. Ooh, skeptical. Oh, skeptical. Oh, what is wrong? Skeptical. <laughs> you said it right every time. I thought I was saying skeptical. <laughs> what it felt like. <laughs> All anyway, right. you were having a Joe anyway, Biden moment. I was having a Joe Biden moment. My friend down under. Thanks, fella. Oh, golly. My friend <laughs> down under. My, uh, yeah, uh, the, the, the Prime Minister. Thank you, Minister. Prime Minister Johnson and, uh, and uh, that guy from, from down under. Thanks, mister. Yeah. Well, anyway. liberals, yeah, liberals were, were skeptical. Of, of concentrations, days. concentrations of power and skeptical of corporations and the intelligence, you know, apparatus and kind of the generation I was born in post Watergate. Even if you were on the right, you were a little skeptical of some of those things, especially after 9-11. Yeah. And the NSA, you know, the NSA leaks and all that. Now I just have zero faith. And I used to think between 2016 and 2020, it was like limited to people at the top. Like there were some people in positions of power that were so desperate to hang on to their power that they were manipulating what was going on. I don't even believe that anymore. No. I mean, when you look at what happened in Afghanistan, other than the, the infantry guys and the soldiers actually boots on the ground, Everybody making those decisions in the entire chain of command would not stand up and say, sir, that's a terrible decision to close Bagram. We cannot do that. It'll cost lives. Nobody would tell Joe Biden that. That's their job. Well, here's to what you're saying, which and this is where I think we've we've uh, crossed the Rubicon, as it were. The thing that the, the the liberals always had on their side, you know, when they would, uh, you know, push for a program or, you know, want more spending for a program or blah, 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 they would always be like, well, we're trying to help. We're just trying to help. What? You don't want to help these people. We've reached the point now where it's actually harming. And this is where I think we can get some momentum for. Listen, and we because we just politically kung fu it like. Okay, so we all want to help. We all want to help. 
there's no way when you see a video of a little kid, you, I'm sure you saw it on Twitter, that kid, they were forcing to wear the mask at preschool. Oh, my God. I almost lost my mind. I swear I was going to go freaking Katie Kaboom on that one. I was ready to throw hands. But well, that's the kind of thing that that video, it's like you're doing more harm than good. And with the military, like, OK, you you want this blind allegiance to the military. Well, now you're you're at you're droning civilians. You killed a bunch of kids and you did it for a PR stunt. It was a it was nothing more than a PR I, stunt. And now a I bunch of innocent people are dead. I, I actually think it was a massive mistake. If you look at the New York Times video of the reporting they did on the ground, right, where they reconstructed everything, and it was the New York Times report, got to give credit where credit is due, um, that really forced them to come out with what actually happened. If I don't think if the New York Times hadn't done that, they ever would have copped to it. No. But in that report, the guy was driving a white Toyota. Well, the car they ended up roasting for shooting rockets at the airport the same day was also a white Toyota. They got the wrong car. Yeah. Yeah. And they never would have admitted it. Confidence is what it was. They could have got the guy with the rockets. But it was all for a PR stunt. It was all for a PR stunt. They had just screwed the pooch so poorly oh we're we're prepared for any eventuality we're prepared for any contingency and then they just got their asses handed to them we need a victory we need something we need some good pr it's like the phone call that biden had with the with the freaking prime minister of afghanistan I know it's going, I'm paraphrasing here, but he knew the Taliban was coming and he asked the prime minister of Afghanistan, hey, you might want to do a press conference and say it's going well. You might want to, you might want to just, so the drone strike was for nothing but like, hey, let's change the narrative. It wasn't about really wanting to kill a bomber. It was like, hey, let's, we got to, we got to give him something. We got to give him something. I got a white Toyota. We think that guy's a bomber. Okay. Okay. Well, let's drone that. Wait a minute. Which one is it? I don't know. It's one of these white Toyotas, but the, okay, we'll just do that one. Do that one. It'll be good. That's, that's probably the guy. Really? Shouldn't we double check? Ah, just drone it. Bang. Well, but here's or- the thing that people forgot. Before they did that one in the city, they did another one outside the city. And they have never, t- they're like, these were high, high placed ISIS planners. Who were they? Yeah. If they were that highly placed, you damn well know what their names were. Release yeah. them. And they, they've completely stopped talking about that one. Yeah. It's, uh, it's bad. It's bad. It's really, really bad. And, and I if can't. If I hear. If I this- hear. Go ahead. Anthony, Anthony Blinken, one more time. Talk about diversity in the Taliban government. I'm going to completely lose my shit. My brain might melt. <laughs> it's it's the craziest, not the craziest. It's one of the craziest things. And and this is where it gets into real like George Orwell 1984 territory because they won't admit they were wrong. They won't admit they made a mistake. They won't they won't hold anybody accountable. They'll, they're just going to keep with this insane facade of, no, it's going good. 
It's going good. The Taliban, they got some diversity over there. They're being very businesslike, and we're 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 working with them. There's still a bunch of Americans over there. Well, and I'm it's, reading it's crazy. I'm reading Jim Garrity at National Review, which is I don't read a lot, but he's actually got a contact that's working with green card holders and other people over there. And what's actually going on when they tell you people are choosing to stay, it's like a pat a dad with a passport and the family with a bunch of green cards and they won't leave their family behind. And the State Department's not offering to take the people with the green cards. Yeah. Uh, this is they're not choosing is, to stay. This oh. has got like a Hollywood movie. This has got Hollywood movie potential written all over it. This is like an old Sylvester Stallone Rambo style. When you've got that many innocent people trapped and people who were interpreters and they were helping and they were informers, whatever. And then you've got a bunch of like Taliban dudes who from they're they're not the brightest of individuals and i don't think i don't think tactically they can match us yet i so want like i and uh, this is this would be great if somebody's in special forces and and they listen to this show leave it leave a leave a comment at at the the website or whatever how many people seriously how many how many special operatives do you think how many teams do you think you would need to liberate Kabul? I don't think it's that many. I don't think it's that many. These guys are walking around like cocks of the walk, like they own the place. And I'm telling you, I'm I will like that Patrick O'Neill guy, the guy who supposedly killed bin Laden. But like, here's the rule of thumb. If someone's carrying a weapon, that's Taliban. Kill them. Now we know who it is. I, I, if I if if I was in charge. That's what I would be doing. I would be sneaking people over the border, just special operators and just in little teams. And like, hey, if somebody comes by here in a white Toyota or any Toyota and they got some dudes in the back and they all have brand new U.S. military weaponry, just light them up. Just empty the world of them. I don't you know think it would take much. I was listening to a couple special operators and there's a lot of people over there right now doing rescue efforts. And what they're running into is they can't, they can't um, get a plane to take off from the airport. That's now Taliban controlled airspace and there's no radar. So you have to have authorization to fly. And they're now being told do an over the land route. Yeah, that is so freaking dangerous. Our State Department's not helping because they don't want to be embarrassed. I know some people have gotten home. I want to hear from them. Why aren't they being interviewed on the news? Why aren't uh, the families of people who are stuck there? Why aren't they all over Fox News? Yes, it's a great it's a great question. I know why they're not on. I know why they're not on MSNBC. I know why they're not on NBC. And just that is the uh, this whole two realities that we're living in. It just keeps getting weirder and weirder where they literally just like they don't want to interview people who 
got out of Afghanistan or had a personal experience. They don't because that part they just don't want that narrative to exist. And it's like it's like uh, Biden tell it's like it's so childish. You know, you've got thousands of people on the southern border. Well, don't let the drones take pictures, because if you if we take pictures, then it's real. And for a lot of. If you can't if you can't tell the American people about it, I guess it isn't real. And that it's like that's how you get two realities. It's like there they are. You cannot deny. You can't deny the epic failure in Afghanistan. You can't deny the epic failure on the southern border. You can pretend like it's not there, and you go, "Oh golly, Joe Biden's doing a great job. I like that General Milley fella." However, the, the reality's going to smack you upside your head. It's going to smack you upside your head. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Boom, don't, don't, don't. We're going to uh, take a little break. And then we're going to have our good friend, Paul, Paul Hare. We're going to do a little what's on the web with Paul. She's a good one. There's a little, I'll tell you, we, we do discuss Megan Fox and that, oh my gosh, she just looks spectacular. And, and a bunch of other stuff. There's a bunch of other stuff. Then, so you guys are going to enjoy that. Then come on over to Patreon. More important than ever, Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. I'm going to be that kind of guy. It's like a, it's like a, a PBS thing. So we're going to meet you over there, the Gimlet Night. So stick around for what's on the web and spoosh. If you prefer real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. The world has changed, and Microsoft Teams is there to help us stay connected. Teams is the safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit Microsoft.com slash Teams. When we get lucky. And we do a phenomenal show. We do a segment called What's on the Web with Paul. We got Paul here. We got me here. I do believe we have an internet here. Paul, hook me up. What is on the web? Got to start off with the big one this week, and that's the teaser for the new sketch comedy show that's coming. It's called That Show Tonight, and you were involved with that. You... I believe they listed you as the first guest host, but is uh, do you have more involvement than that with that? What do you want to say? Yes. About that? Okay. So this is an exciting project. This is. Um, I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. So, yes, I have I have an involvement with it. I helped write the sketches. Uh, I got some of my buddies involved. It was like an all hands on deck. This is a live sketch comedy show just like uh saturday night live is and the idea 
of this thing is that we would do a couple episodes of this show a month. Our home base would be Nashville, Tennessee, and we are going to, in the in the spirit of of sketch comedy, make just take things out of the headlines, make fun of them, have a blast, poke fun at the powers that be from a different uh, perspective. So. Played this one kind of close to the vest, guy. Played it kind of close to the vest. We went down to Nashville, and we'd already written the, the sketches. We There's cartoons. There's music. There's uh, fake commercials. There's live skits. We filmed it in Nashville in front of a live audience. It was an absolute riot. And I cannot wait for people to see more. We are going to roll out a more of a teaser trailer on Tuesday. I, I want to look at my uh, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday the 21st. Holy smoke, September's flying. But yeah, and so each week we would have a different guest host. We want to get people. I, I'd I'd love to get like Candace Owens to host, uh, Nicole Arbor to host, uh, other my buddy Chad Prather. Just let's go at it. Let's get at it. Have some fun. People have been talking about this, and this is why I didn't say anything. People have been talking about why isn't there a competition for Saturday Night Live? Why isn't there competition for Saturday Night Live? And I'll tell you why. Because it's freaking hard. It's not easy. And it's an it's a fun thing to talk about uh, when you're sitting at a bar. This thing, this show, that show tonight, we did it. We can do it. We can replicate this. I didn't. I always actions speak louder than words. And I cannot wait. For people to see the clips. And this could be and will be a lot, a lot of fun. So stay tuned to that one. This can this one could be earth-shattering, groundbreaking. Skadoosh. And you said Tuesday is gonna be the next either trailer or or clips from the show. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And will it's, we find um, out more about where people can watch it and what the future of that might be? Or, or that's yeah, all they can go to thatshowtonight.com. Thatshowtonight.com. And then and then next week on on this very podcast, and maybe uh, maybe during the live stream on Wednesday, I'll have some more information. But uh it's pretty it's pretty dope, as the kids say. I'm pretty excited about it. It's just funny crap. From a different perspective, one that you don't normally see. I want to do it weekly. I want to do it live, and uh, we can do it. Not only not only can we do it, we've already done it. <laughs> so that's definitely a must see. People have to go there and look at it, and then they need to start spreading the word about that as well. So check yes. that out. Yes, yes. Thank you for saying that, dude. This is a. Uh, this is we don't have. A multi-million dollar budget we don't have ad you know this is going to be seriously like word of mouth kind of thing so yeah let's let's get her going all right good stuff we're going to move on next one of course as you know and probably most people do too who follow the entertainment world norm mcdonald passed away or died is correct is the, the, the straight out way of saying it 
Lisa yeah. wrote a post about that, and she included some of his clips from his years as a comedy, as a comic, or as a comedian. And there's some good stuff there too. But I also wanted to talk to you directly about that. You, I wanted to hear what what you had to say about Norma. You know, you've got to meet him on two occasions, and I just wondered what your thoughts were on him and and on his style of comedy. Well, to say that he. To say that he left an indelible mark on comedy is the understatement of the year. I, when I started comedy, uh, and probably right around the same time as Norm, but he was up in Canada doing his thing. I think his home club club was like Yuck Yucks or something. However, with uh, with the kind of uh, jokes that he wrote, and the kind of uh, setup, setup, and then a twist at the end, like his style of comedy. And the way he spoke, his natural cadence, that's an incredible mix. It's like both of those things went together really well. Then you factor in his his intelligence and his humanity. And the guy was really just a strong, strong, strong stand-up. And it's one of those things where, and this is this is odd, but like, and because the Gimlet and I have gotten into this before and I've posted stuff at the Loftus party before, like like the Bee Gees. <laughs> I wish Norm would have felt a tenth of the love that that the world is putting out now. I wish we, he would have felt a tenth of that while he was still around. He kept his uh, cancer really private but it's wild when you go back and you look at some of the bits that he was doing when he when he probably knew when he probably knew and uh yeah it's just it's just it's too bad i i respect his decision to keep everything private but man holy smoke i don't know if if lisa had this i just did a screen grab of this this is like one of the most beautiful things i might start i might start getting misty-eyed here there was a tweet Someone wrote to Norm uh, back in March of 2018, and it's this guy, uh, Pablo Fernandez, and he says, Norm McDonald, hi, Norm, don't know if you will read this. My mom passed away and was wondering if you could give me some words of wisdom. You are the funniest ever. And Norm's response is just beautiful. It's just, here's what Norm writes back. He says, uh, take, I'll do it, in, I'll try to do it in Norm's voice. Uh, take all the love you have for her, Pablo, and give it freely to all that you meet. Your mom will look down upon you happy and proud. And that just, what a great, phenomenal response. A wonderful guy. Uh, and I just, I wish, I wish, I wish, you know, people would have, recognized his talent while he was alive, like like the Bee Gees thing. I always try to show Barry Gibb the respect that that dude deserves so he can feel some of that, uh, you know, before he he passes on to the to the next chapter in his life. But it just. It's uh, it's 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 tragic and it's I, I just uh, I, I'll say it one more time. I just I wish he could have gotten some of the the respect and love. Cause like the last time, the big last big notable thing I remember is like Norm was doing some comedy central roast and he bombed on purpose. He just bombed on purpose, told like old jokes 
And it was like, it, it's either going to work great or it's not going to work at all. But it was just, it was, uh, it was classic Norm. He will be missed. He will be missed. And now people are finding out just how insanely, incredibly brave he was. Like, I remember when he got booted from SNL because they told him stop, stop, stop with the OJ jokes. And he's <laughs> like, nope, I'll be telling all the OJ jokes I want. And it was just fantastic. Just fantastic. If you look back on some of his social media over the past few years, you do see a trend of him becoming more reflective as well. And I think that obviously you can tie that into what he was diagnosed with all those years ago. Yeah, he had a uh, he had a great uh, a, a great joke. That was. Uh, uh, what have I done here? What have I done? Are you still there? I'm still here. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought I I thought I ended the call. He had a great joke, and I think obviously he knew. He's like, uh, when I die, I want my body be donated to science, but not just any uh, scientist. I want it to be donated specifically to a scientist working on bringing dead guys back to life. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, it it was a great time. I met him. I met him at Caesar's Palace. I was walking around. Uh, late one night, me and a buddy, uh, one of the my, the one of the writer producers for the George Lopez show, and the guy had also worked on the Norm show on Fox, and he was like, uh, he's like, hey man, you want to meet Norm Macdonald? I'm like, yeah, and I look around, and, and like, there's Norm at the craps table, and my buddy's like, Norm, and and Norm turns around, and you can just tell by the look on his face, he was not having a good night. He was he was losing a fortune, but uh, but funny and gregarious and a, and a very good dude. So, yeah, it's 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 tragic, but it's a great reminder. Appreciate people while they're around and let them know. Let them know there's going to be I'd say there's going to be a, a, a big giant wave of of celebrities like the Charlie Watts thing that hit that hit hard that for me. Uh, yeah, that hit, that hit really hard, but I tell you, it's, they're going to start dropping like flies. That's like, I love, that's why I love doing shout outs to the Rolling Stones, you know, Mick Jagger, Keith, people love to make their jokes about Keith Richards, but, uh, it'll, it'll happen, man. It'll happen. And you forget like Keith Richards and that he plays that crazy guitar and that crazy style and that open G tuning. And as much as he wants to sound like Chuck Berry, Keith Richards is has done some incredibly original stuff. So let people know. And people in your own life. People in your own life. Let them know. Nobody's promised it tomorrow. That's right. Very sad, but I agree with you. you know, we're all going to die is a blunt way of saying it. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah, Got to yeah. move on. I think we still have time for another one, correct? Yes, yes, yes. We have to go to Megan Fox, and she went to, I think it was MTV Awards, and she wore see-through dress. Not like sort of see-through or accidentally see-through. It was an intentionally see-through dress, and she wasn't the only one. And so, you know, hear your thoughts on that, but I also wanted to hear your thoughts on it in relation to the whole Me Too movement. How do those two things match up, or don't they match up at all, or does it just show that, you know, Hollywood will just say anything? What are your thoughts on that? Well, here's what I dig. Here's what I dig about 
Megan Fox and the dress she wore and all that other stuff. Because it has happened before. I was trying to think of who else. I think somebody went to a... I can tell you who it was, and this is why it's funny. It was Rose McGowan back in the late 90s, early 2000s, when she went with... uh, um, Marilyn Marilyn Manson? Manson? Yeah. Well, with... with, I am a a huge, huge fan, especially now in, like, the Me Too movement and all this stuff. Like, women... Owning their sexuality, their sensuality, their beauty. To me, it was just like it, it was like Megan Fox just setting off a a firework of just yes, I am smoking hot. I am smoking hot, and I don't feel bad about it. And listen, I'm also a big fan of women can wear whatever they want. That doesn't give. They're not sending any signals. They're not going, hey, I'm, I'm dressed like this. I want you to come over and grab me. I want you to come over and harass me. To, it, it's, to me, it's she can do whatever she wants. And come on, she is insanely hot. And, and when I said this about Miley Cyrus, too, and I'll say it. When like Miley Cyrus did that wrecking ball video where she was naked and she was swinging back and forth and destroying things. When she got, if God willing, in the creek don't rise, when she is 70 years old, she is going to look back at that video and go, damn, I was smoking hot. Do it now. Do it now. Take. I loved it. She looked incredibly gorgeous. My whole thing, whenever, and this is, this is just my personal thing with with Megan Fox, I helped out on a television show uh, with with Freddie Prince, and in and in this show, it, it I think it only went for a season, but I was just like a part time guy on it. I was busy with another. Anyway, uh, Freddie Prince's best friend on the show was Brian Austin Green, uh, and Brian Austin Green is an incredibly talented dude, and he's insanely funny. He was like on nine hundred two one zero. But no one realized how funny he actually was. And his dad was a great, like, jazz drummer. He's a really cool dude. He had just met Megan Fox, and they were so insanely in love. So insanely in love. And and she was, this was before Transformers and all that stuff. And they'd be hanging out on the set. And I'm just talking to my butt. I, I had never, like, I thought, just from being an observer to that relationship, I'm like, that's true love. That is true love right there. That's that's two souls that are destined to be together. And then years later, I'm writing on this show called Anger Management. And after about 40 episodes, we brought in Brian Austin Green to play Charlie's next door neighbor. And He's insanely funny and everything's well. And this is after Transformer and he and Megan Fox are still hanging tough. They are still hanging tough there. And I'm like, well, there you go. That's that's meant to be. That's that true love thing and how great it is. And then I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but somehow Megan finds herself hanging out with Machine Gun Kelly. And it's just like, oof, it, it bummed me out. It bummed me out. I hope that Brian is happy. I hope that Megan Fox is happy. I guarantee Machine Gun Kelly's happy. 
<laughs> is, he, is he younger than Eric? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I yeah. Uh, one can only imagine. One can only imagine. Okay, we got time for a couple more if we move fast. Okay, Hawkeye trailer. I know oh. you want to talk about that. This is not about. This is not a solo movie movie featuring Alan Alda. This is about the com- Marvel Comics universe, Hawkeye. Did you uh, see the trailer? Did you see it? I did, and I see what you're saying. Oh, dude, it's like okay. So, so if you guys have seen the Hawkeye trailer, you have to watch it because it's like, oh, it's Christmas time, and the city's all decked out, and Hawkeye's out shopping with his family, and he gets an alert on his Hawk, whatever, and he's like, when I you know, a couple of years ago, I did some bad things and I got to go take care of them. And he goes to fight the bad guys. And then there's somebody dressed up like he used to dress up and they're shooting a bow and arrow. And he's like, hey, you. And then the person takes down the hood and it's a it's a girl. It's a teenage girl. And Hawkeye's like, doe, now I've got to teach you the ropes and help fight the bad guys. And and you're just I'm scratching my head like what universe is this based in? Like, Hawkeye, like, he went over the edge. And this is from the comic books, and this is from the movies and, and everything. When his family got snapped out of existence by Thanos, he went over the edge. And he went, like, 110% Mad Max. He's just killing bad guys. He was like the Punisher with a bow and arrow. He became unhinged. And to now, just skip over, like, how do you come back from that? How do you become normal again? How do you just hang out with your family and not be a psychopath? And now to have him, like, I'm on a Christmas romp with this teenage girl who I'm going to teach how to. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Just talking about it makes me just cringe. It is just cringe. And I feel bad for the dude that plays Hawkeye. I really do. You're. <laughs> oh, I'm going to I'm going to hate watch it. I'm going to hate watch that one. So you don't think that planes, trains and automobile will work for Hawkeye? No, no, I really don't. Come on, you rapscallion teenage girl. I got to teach you some le- lessons about life and maybe learn some lessons myself. Before Christmas dinner, so I can be with my family. Oh, Lord, it looks just god-awful. It looks just (laughs) (laughs) god-awful. Do we have time for one more? Yes, we'll wrap it up. I'm going to throw out two posts, and you can talk about them, whichever one you want, or a little bit of both. Doubts and Crows, she's supermodel, gave her thoughts on the jab, and then there's Batman the World. I I guess that's a comic book series, really. Because it's take, or maybe it is just one comic book, but it's taking stories from all over the world, and they're doing Batman. What if Batman would be in this part of the world? What do you think about those two posts? Okay, so I'll keep it short and sweet. The the Batman thing I found very interesting, and it was Batman Day uh, on Saturday. It was Batman Day, so I thought, oh, this is perfect. And I had never heard of this project. I love this kind of stuff, and I believe. It's uh, 14 different artists from 14 different countries or territories. And I believe it's not just what if Batman went to, you know, uh, the Czech Republic. I think it's like what if Batman started in the Czech Republic? What if Batman was a young kid in China whose mom and dad were killed? 
what is that? I'm I'm a, I'm down for all of that. I'm down for all of that. I want to see what Chinese Batman is like in a communist country. The Czech Republic. It's in the UK. All of it and the style of artwork just looked amazing. I, I, that might be on sale now. I might have to pick up a copy of that. And then as to uh, the the supermodel Dotson Dotson, I, I apologize. I can't say. I don't know how to say her name. Once again, it's just like Megan Fox. Like you're beautiful. I'm gonna. I want to. I want to put some more oxygen on that fire. And I love it that this this beautiful Victoria's Secret supermodel is taking a lot of grief. And it's just like, no, it's my body. It's my body. It's my choice. I don't want I don't want the vaccine. I'm not I don't want my kids to be vaccinated. And so, yeah, let's just celebrate that girl. Good for her. Stand your ground. And I didn't want the post to be like negative and uh, all that other, you know, it's like, hey. I just think she's awesome. She's made her decision. She's a strong and powerful woman, and she looks like a million dollars. <laughs> okay, that went long, dude. I love this segment. We're gonna have to do an, a whole episode of this, and we're, we'll have to get the gimlet in here, and and talk about the whole thing. So um, this is what's gonna happen. Last week, you guys kind of got ripped off with the Patreon segment. I apologize for that. Uh, but and it'll never happen again. <laughs> I want to say that it was just insanely busy. So Gimlet and I are going to head over to Patreon. We'll see you guys all there. Paul, thank you so much, man. I love doing what's on the web, buddy. Thanks, Michael. All righty, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>